You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. <laughs> Alright, what up and welcome to the first ever episode of the Wide Right Podcast, uh, presented by Elite Sports New York. Uh, I am your host, Ryan Honey. Uh, It's going to be a weekly New York Giants podcast on ESNY. Going to be doing every single week, going to be recording Tuesday or Wednesday, you know, whenever I can. Right now I'm recording this on Tuesday, September 17th. And every week going to be doing a recap of the previous Giants game. This week it'll be the Bills. Uh, maybe talking about some news within the Giants building and then be previewing the upcoming Giants game. This time around, it'll be the Week 3 game against the Tampa Bay Bucks. So, going to be talking about the Bills, going to be talking about the Daniel Jones news that happened on Tuesday, the whole quarterback switch from Eli to Jones, and I'm going to be talking about you know the Tampa Bay Bucks and that upcoming Week 3 game, which is a big game for the Giants because you do not want to start 0-3. 0-2, the Giants are used to because it's happened 6 out of the last 7 years. So, um, but 0-3 is definitely not something that wants to, that they want to reach. So, but to start off with the Bills game, um, if you watch the week one and week two Giants losses, a lot of things are similar. Um, you know, in both, it seems like the offense gets off to a great start. I mean, both games, the offense, the offense went down, scored a touchdown in the first drive. You know, and the, against the Cowboys week one, I thought, I was like, damn. You know, this offense is going to change. And then it goes downhill from there, of course. But i that's probably my fault. I shouldn't get too, you know, watching this team, I probably shouldn't get too excited about anything. Um, but yeah, same thing with the, uh, the Bills game. And what they did was run the ball. They ran their offense through their playmaker, Saquon Barkley, on that first drive. Not many running backs in one drive can have four carries, 55 yards, and a touchdown. He was able to. Giants went down, had five plays, five five carries, you know, five run plays rather. Saquon had four carries. Wayne Gallman had one. And, you know, they scored a touchdown. That's how that's how it should work, this offense. That's how it should run through the run, the run game. And I understand a lot of people are saying the same thing. This offense should run through Saquon Barkley and the run game. However, This is a situational type sport. And it starts with the defensive performance. When you get down by, it's all good and dandy. Yeah, sure, it's a great idea to run the offense, do Saquon Barkley. And then run it through the run game. But when you get down by so much, you can only run the ball so much. The Giants Giants came out, scored a touchdown on their opening drive last game. Then their defense allowed three straight touchdown drives from the Bills. All of a sudden, you're down by 21, down 21 to seven. 
all of a sudden, you can't run the ball as much. That's just how it works. Same thing with the Cowboy game. They got they were down in the first half. All of a sudden, you can't give it to Saquon Barkley as much. You could throw it to him out of the backfield. You could line him up in the, you know, as a receiver and throw it to him there. But you can't run the ball as much when you're down by that much. And I like when they run the ball to Barkley. I, who doesn't? He's had over 100 yards in each of the in each of the first two games. Averaged 10.9 yards per carry in the first game. 5.9 yards per carry last game. But it gets to a point where running the ball can't be the entire story of the offense with the amount of points that they're down by. I'll shift to this. Still talking about the Bills game, but I'll shift to this. Speaking of the defense, it doesn't seem like any aspect is working. And all of a sudden... The blame game is coming about. With Janoris Jenkins calling out the pass rush. You know, that's become a story this week. It's kind of died down now because of the whole Daniel Jones news. But all of a sudden, the blame game is coming about. And that's when you know things are going to go downhill. It happened in 2017. Players feuding with each other. Everything went downhill then. It could go downhill now. But all I can say is this. For right now, the Giants secondary does not look great. Does not look good at all. They don't have any leaders back there. Landon Collins was that leader. And they decided they didn't want to pay him. Jabril Peppers. DeAndre Baker. Even Janoris Jenkins. Are not playing well at all. There's two... There's too big of a cushion on receivers. They're getting torched by young quarterbacks. They got torched by Prescott. They got torched by Josh Allen. It's the weak spot of this team right now. And you know who also is a weak spot of this team? That could be a close second. That again, it's a team sport. They're going to have to work together. Is the pass rush. Two sacks through the first two games. They're averaging... They're going to... They're on pace for 16 sacks all year. Last year they had 30, and even that was an abysmal statistic. They were second to last in the league last year with 30. And even that wasn't great at all. Now they're on pace this year for 16. Those are the two aspects of this team. Talk all you want about Eli. Talk all you want about how we have no receivers. Everyone get Everyone's getting hurt, this and that. The pass rush and the secondary are abysmal at this moment. Of the worst in the league. Giants secondary is third in the league in passing yards allowed per game. They're tied for 26th in the league with for two sack with two sacks. They're tied 26th in the league in that department. If they want to have any success going forward, they need to find leaders at those positions and they need to find playmakers and producers at those positions because right now they don't have any. And I don't want to hear, oh, give DeAndre Baker a break. He's a rookie. I don't care if he's a rookie. Do you think these quarterbacks who are throwing his way every play because he can't cover anybody care that he's a rookie? Do you think the coaches care that he's a rookie? Regardless if you're a rookie or a veteran, you're on the field. It's an NFL game. 
Step up. Make some plays. If the opposing quarterback does, who's thrown his way every time because he can't cover anybody doesn't care that he's a rookie, no one else should. All right, I'll shift to this. The big news of the day, the big news of the week, the big news of the year so far for the Giants, the whole Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has been selected to start the game uh, this upcoming Sunday against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Wasn't even reported. Wasn't leaked to the press. Wasn't, you know, wasn't like an Adam Schefter, you know, tweet or anything like that. Wasn't a bombshell report or anything like that. The Giants tweeted this out. They're looking forward to it. They're excited. Which they should be. I'm an Eli, I'm an Eli fan. Eli's the only quarterback I've ever watched besides Geno Smith, but we won't get into that. He's the only quarterback I've ever watched. I went to his first preseason game when I was however many years old. Six, seven, I don't know. But even I, who's one of the biggest Eli supporters I've ever known, is myself. Even I knew it was time. Because there are two things. He's not one of the worst statistically. That's for sure. You know, he had a 66% completion percentage last year. That's his best of his career, I believe. You know, the interception issue, the interceptions have been down in recent years. But when it comes to keeping up with this style of quarterback play, as far as being mobile, mobile or being any sort of agile or get it, being able to get out of the pocket and extend plays. When it comes to that and it, become, and it comes to the will to win and the ability to win and the ability to put your team in a position to succeed, he's, at, he's, one, of the bottom, he's one of the bottom quarterbacks in the league at that. I mean, as a starter, if you want to take since the 2016 season, as a starter, he is 8 and 25 now. 8 and 25 since that 11 and 5 season in 2016 that ended with a playoff loss to the Green Bay Packers. 8 and 25. That is if you do the math, that's a 24% win percentage. That's not going to get you a job in this league. That's not going to keep your job in this league. I'm kind of surprised this job has been kept since until now. At one point I said, hey, he's not the issue. Because I don't think his play is the issue. I don't, he's not, as I said, he's not the worst statistically. However, there comes a time when if you're not winning football games, the switch needs to be made. And I think a lot of us are surprised, though, that it happened going into week three. I said possibly, you know, when going into this year, I said, hey, hopefully they win games. Um, You know, Daniel Jones takes the year to sit on the bench and learn and prepare, uh, you know, sort of how Patrick Mahomes did in Kansas City. Uh, And, you know, the Giants will go from there. 
then we the Giants started out 0 and 2 and then people are saying oh you know maybe you know week 8 week 9 something like that or maybe even just when they get eliminated from the playoffs mathematically no going into week 3 all of a sudden all now it's it's gone from last week you know just sort of rumors that you know or opinions that oh why don't they just start Daniel Jones why don't they throw him in there or no no it's week you know wait till week eight or oh no wait till they're mathematically all those discussions are over now now it's Daniel Jones time and it just goes to show I wrote about it this week on the site it just goes to show how narratives change quickly in the NFL and how much quicker they change even in New York Look at 2017. Giants go into the year 2017. Heading into the year, they were the third-ranked team on the Bleacher Report power rankings. I'm so serious about that. They're just coming off. They this came off a playoff season. You know, they had they had an offensive-minded coach in Ben McAdoo, a great defense led by Landon Collins. Uh, you know, they had Odell Beckham. Uh, they had a promising running back at the time at the time, in Paul Perkins. And then all of a sudden, a couple quick losses. Odell goes down for the year. The Dominique Rogers-Cromartie suspension, the Janoris Shankin suspension, the Eli Apple feud with Landon Collins that was public. Pretty sure Landon Collins called Eli Apple a cancer in a radio appearance. And the Eli Manning benching, which I said we wouldn't get into, but I'm going to have to in this situation. A team that was had such high hopes going into the year, in 12 weeks, everything had changed, and this organization was a dumpster fire. Fast forward, 2018. A newfound confidence for this team. New head coach in Pat Shermer. New... General Manager and Dave Gettleman. New running backs and Saquon Barkley. You know, new coaching staff. Odell Beckham was back from in, um, from his injury in 2017. Signed a new $95 million contract. There was some newfound confidence. People thought that with 2018, the Giants were going to be back. Snap of a finger, 1-7. Everything had changed that quick. And now look at this year. Look at this week. On Sunday, after the loss, Pat Shermer said about, you know, when asked about Daniel Jones, he said, oh, that's not a conversation for right now. Then again, Monday, he said it was fair to have that conversation about Daniel Jones. That if they wanted to have a conversation about Daniel Jones and the quarterback situation, that that was fair. Tuesday. They tweeted out that Daniel Jones is starting. That quick. Everything had flip-flopped in less than 48 hours. Not a conversation for right now on Sunday. It's fair to have the conversation on Monday. He's the starter on Tuesday. Was Again, wasn't leaked. Wasn't an Adam Schefter tweet. Wasn't an Ian Rappaport tweet. The Giants tweeted it out because they're changing the narrative. They're saying we're 
we're focusing on the future now. From now on, we're focusing on the future. But here's my opinion on it. I don't believe it's the end of the Eli era. Everyone's saying, oh, now this is the beginning of the Daniel Jones, the, the beginning of the Daniel Jones era. This is the end of the Eli era. It's done. You know, he'll now end with a career record of 116 and 116 as a starter. But here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not saying it's this upcoming week against Tampa Bay or the next game or anything like that, but there could be a game this year where Daniel Jones comes out and he has three picks by, you know, the third quarter. His preseason numbers aren't going to translate into regular season numbers and regular season wins. He's not going to be a perfect quarterback. He doesn't need to be right now. But there may be a game where he comes out and he throws three picks by by the third quarter. And what could that coaching staff do right after that? Oh, he's struggling mightily right now. They t- that coaching staff turns around. Hey, this guy Eli we have backing him up, we're paying him $23 million this year. How about we you know, throw him in there, replace Jones for right now who's struggling, and see what Eli can do to help us win this football game. What if Eli goes in and he does well? Touchdown, no interceptions, good completion percentage. You know, does it maybe not win the game for the Giants, but does well at least statistically? Then is there another quarterback controversy? I feel like this is not going to be a picture-perfect transition, which is okay. Not all of them are. Not all transitions are picture-perfect. You know, this isn't the Indianapolis Colts of 2012. Where they went from Peyton Manning, they were, you know, parted ways with him. They went with Andrew Luck, and in Andrew Luck's rookie year, they went 11-5. and five. And even that wasn't perfect. The one year where they didn't have either. The one year where Peyton was out for the year, and they had Dan Orlovsky at quarterback. They went 2-14, and 14, I believe, with multiple quarterbacks that year. They couldn't find one. I just have this gut feeling that... This isn't the end. This isn't the last we've seen of Eli. That touchdown pass to TJ Jones against the Bills on Sunday isn't the last we've seen of Eli. And I don't believe he's going to go anywhere. I think they're going to. I mean, they could get rid of him, but I don't think. I'm pretty sure he has a no trade clause, um, and I don't think. I don't think they would release him. I, I just. I don't see that happening with all he's done for the organization, with his loyalty um, to the organization. I just don't see them releasing him until, you know, his contract is up, which would be at the end of this year, I believe. So, but, I mean, hey, for right now, it's it's Daniel Jones time. It is time to see what Daniel Jones can do and what he can bring to the table and how he could improve this team. And I don't think he's going to improve this team this year. But quarterbacks come into their own the second year. Carson Wentz the second year. Would have been an MVP candidate if he, if he didn't get hurt. Mitch Trubisky became a, led, the team, led the Chicago Bears to the playoffs in his second year. Pat Mahomes is a good example, but he didn't really play his first year, so I can't really you know, 
use that as a big example. Jared Goff is a, is a good example, though. He came in and was they were a playoff team his second year. Sean McVay had some had you know something to do with that that they were a playoff team in Goff's second year, but you know Goff was a playoff a play, a Pro Bowl a playoff quarterback and a Pro Bowl quarterback in his second season. His first year, not so much, not at all. Don't expect Jones. It's Daniel Jones' time, but don't expect Jones to be this perfect quarterback and lead the Giants to many wins this year. Because they're still a bad team. You can't deny that. They're still a bad team. But nonetheless, Jones is coming in and he will start this week against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, when you talk about keys to the game to beat, I'll segue into this. When you talk about keys to the, keys to victory against the Bucks, they're going to need to pressure Jameis Winston a lot and consistently. That's how you're going to defeat this team. That's how you're going to overcome Bruce Arians' offense. When a young quarterback, and Winston isn't that young, but he's only been in the league for a couple years. It's not like he's, you know, a Drew Brees or a Brady or a Roethlisberger or, you know, I mean, even even Eli obviously has been in the league for 16 years and so is Phillip Rivers. And he's only been in the league for a couple years. You pressure a young quarterback like that consistently, he's going to make a mistake. And I'm telling you right now, if they get in Jameis Winston's face almost every play, he will make a mistake. If they don't, he will find his receivers. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rashawn Perriman. He'll find them. You got to pressure Jameis Winston and consistently and do it with multiple people. O'Shane Zimenez, Lorenzo Carter, Marcus Golden. Maybe send the middle linebacker. Send Ryan Connolly. You got to pressure Jameis Winston or else you're not going to win this football game. That they should have pressured Josh Allen more. Josh Allen, second-year quarterback. He'll make a mistake if he's pressured if someone's in his face every play. The Giants didn't take advantage of that. In the Bills game, they need to take advantage of that aspect of the pass rush in the Bucks game. Also, the, the, the defensive line's going to have to have a big game, too. This Tampa Bay running back, Peyton Barber, 82 yards and a touchdown last week. They're going to need to have a big game against Peyton Barber. Also, they're, they're going to need to prepare well for them. The Bucks have had 10 days to prepare for the Giants. They've had 10 days to prepare for this 0-2 team. They had a big win last week against Carolina, in Carolina, on Thursday night. They've had 10 days since to prepare for this 0-2 Giants team. The Giants team is going to need to come out ready to go, healthy, rested. And at the end of the day, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with Daniel Jones. We'll see what happens if the def- the defensive backfield has improved at all. But the one thing is the front seven are going to need to, you know, the defensive backfield can't step up really if the front seven don't step up. They're going to need to control the Bucks' run game. 
they're going to need to get into J the Jameis Winston's face. They need to rush Winston all game. If they do that, the success the success in the secondary will follow. Those are the keys to the game. D-line play and pass rush Winston as many times as you can. On the offensive side of the ball, they're probably going to run the ball a lot more. Um, you know, take a lot of pressure off of Jones. But hey, I mean, if we get a, numerous chances to see what Jones can do throwing the ball, should be exciting to watch. Should be interesting to watch. For the time being, a new era. But as I said before, I just don't see... I feel like we haven't seen the very, very last of Eli. But we'll see. So the Giants play at Tampa Bay at 4.05 p.m. Eastern Time uh, on Sunday, September 22nd. That just about wraps up the first, the inaugural episode of the Wide Right Podcast. Thank you so much. So glad to be here. So glad to talk to be able to talk to you guys. I've uh, been, been wanting to do this podcast for a while. Uh, so glad I'm finally able to do it. Finally able to get it done. And uh, looking forward to next week to talking to you guys again. Hopefully we get to discuss a victory. First one this year. So until then, I'm Ryan Honey. And uh, see you guys next week.